Welcome to the New to Crypto Podcast, designed to guide you through the crypto landscape with pinpoint accuracy, created for the new and intermediate crypto investor. Join your host, Crypto Travels Michael, as he takes you through the different facets of getting started and succeeding in your crypto journey. New to Crypto Podcast brings you new episodes daily, Monday through Friday, with surprise bonus episodes sometimes on the weekend. Let me ask you, are you new to crypto? Don't know where to start? Are you more experienced but have questions? Then you're in the right place. This podcast is designed for you. Coming at you from the Trading Center in the Lifestyle Design Studio, here's your host, Crypto Travels Michael. Today's guest needs no introduction. I'm excited to have him on the show. I've been following him for years. He is a best-selling author of his book, Expat Secrets. He has visited more than 100 countries. He has lived overseas for more than 20 years and lived in over eight countries. He is the host of the popular podcast, The Expat Money Show. He can help you internationalize your life and business to legally reduce your tax bill, protect your assets, regain privacy, and control over your life. Please welcome to the show, Mikael Thorup. Brave Wallet is the first secure crypto wallet built natively in a Web3 crypto browser. No extension required. You can store, manage, and grow your portfolio, get NFTs, and multi-chain support. Download the Brave Privacy Browser at brave.com slash new to crypto and click on the wallet icon to get started. So I'd like to welcome you to the show, to someone who I've followed for many years. It's an honor to have Mikkel on the show today. And uh, Mikkel Thorup, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited about today's conversation and hopefully inspire and educate some of your listeners and maybe have you guys think about a couple of things you might not have thought about before. So let's get into it. Awesome. Well, Mikkel, there's probably no one... No one that I know more that knows more about being an international, an expat, traveling around the globe, and also using crypto along with your travels. Yeah, I've been at this for a very long time. I would say probably longer than most. I've been traveling nonstop for 21 years straight. I've circumnavigated the globe over 400 times, and I've lived in nine different countries and visited I don't know, 105 countries, 106 countries, something like that. So it is my life. It's it's what I do for a living. I, I help relocate Americans and Canadians. Well, technically people from all over the world, but mostly Americans and Canadians. And I help relocate them overseas and we do it in a tax efficient manner. We follow all the laws and, and a lot of my clients, like, I mean, a lot are high net worth individuals from the crypto space. I mean, I would go as far to say probably about half of everybody that I work with is heavy, heavy, heavy into crypto. Wow. That's awesome. That's that's a real benefit for our listeners today. What could you share with our listeners that, especially uh, people that are in crypto or even in other investments that want to diversify into crypto, what could you share with them about international And being in other countries, maybe they want to become an expat or maybe they have recently become an expat. Sure. Let's let's even take one step a tiny bit back, because maybe some people won't even have the lexicon of what is an expat. So, I mean, for me, an expat is is not a political term. It's not a it's not a white only term or an American only term. Actually, it really just means anybody who lives outside of their country of birth and they either have the intention of 
returning back to their to their home country or moving on to another country. So you will sometimes hear about it like, oh, an expat. Does that mean giving up your U.S. citizenship? Well, that is the legal definition of an expatriation of giving up your U.S. citizenship. But most people don't give up their U.S. citizenship. You know, some people do. I, I do help people with that. But with a lot of them, it just means living in another country. You know, you might be over there for a year, two years, five years. Maybe you go home. Maybe you go to another country. Like me, for example, I just keep going from one country to the next country to the next country. My wife is an expat. My mom is an expat. My daughter's traveled to 15 countries and she's lived all over the world and she's only five years old, you know, so it can really be anyone. So does that wow. make sense? Absolutely. Five years old. She's traveled all over. That's fantastic. Yeah, she speaks three languages. She speaks perfect uh, uh, Mandarin, Chinese, Spanish, and English. She's at basically native level in all three languages. She traveled like crazy over the last five years. So anyone who tells you that, you know, to continue as an expat or digital nomad or whatever, you have to, if you want to have a family, then you're going to have to settle down and you have to put this all behind you. It's not true, actually. You can have an international family. And I certainly do, and it and it works for us. Because you're doing it and have been doing it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so are there any tips and tricks that you could share with our audience as to living in other countries? Or you mentioned digital nomad. I know quite a few people that do both. I myself, you know, am one of them and our entire community. So is there anything that you can share with Probably us? Probably many things, but maybe we'll have to focus in on a couple of things. Like maybe we can talk to start off about residencies or second passports. I mean, I do a lot of work with those. I do a lot of tax work. I'm, I'm not a lawyer or a CPA myself, but I work with the lawyers. I design plans and I help the lawyers to implement these types of things. Uh, I mean, my main job is as a consultant, helping people to, to go offshore. So which ones do you want to focus on? I mean, we can talk about international real estate. We can talk about immigration. We talk about tax work. We can talk about uh, precious metals. We talk about anything you want, my friend. Awesome. How about residency? And you brought up precious metals. I, I know quite a few people in crypto and in precious metals, or they were all in in precious metals and then moved into crypto. Um, mm -hmm. Let's touch on on those topics for a moment. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think precious metals, a lot of people in crypto really get it because it's something that cannot be debased by the government. It's okay. Crypto is not tangible in that you can touch it, but it is a real thing. It's something that can't be faked or duplicated. And it, it has real intrinsic worth. It has intrinsic worth based on the work that's gone into creating it into to the math and things like this. Well, it's the same thing with precious metals. Precious metals hold worth because we say it holds worth. And it's been, what, 5,000 years we've been using it as a store of value. It's been valuable to humans for over 50,000 years, but actually money for over 5,000 years. I always am trying to help people to get them their precious metals overseas to get it in maybe a private vault. I don't want it necessarily held at your local bank or maybe in a safety deposit box, you know, down the street from your house. Maybe that's okay for a little amount, but we usually are looking at jurisdictions and how we can modify the jurisdictions and change it so that the laws are really in your favor. We do this with gold, with silver, but I've also done it with electric vehicle metals when I was working with a vault based out of Singapore. 
Um, I've traveled extensively through uh, precious metal vaults throughout the world. So I've been to Germany and Austria and Switzerland, the UAE, Singapore, as I just mentioned, and Panama, where I am today. I've got some really good friends here who own a private facility, a depository, about 30 minutes from where I live. And I've been there over, I don't know, 20, 25 times there and done tours and and understand all about the technology. It It is something that I think people should pay attention to. Um, the nice thing is that there's a lot of integration these days with precious metals and crypto. So I actually know places who you can buy gold or silver with your Bitcoin or with your Ethereum. So if you've made huge gains, possibly you're looking about taking a little bit off the table, but you don't want to go back into USD or Great British Pounds or, you know, God forbid the Euro or something like this. Precious metals might be a good option. Absolutely. Absolutely. You basically just described uh, myself, what I do there. When you touched on Singapore and purchasing with Bitcoin, you know, and holding and housing in a non a non-bank facility. Yes. Singapore is a fantastic jurisdiction. I've actually traveled pretty extensively through there. I mean, I lived in Singapore for a year. That was back in, oh goodness, maybe like 2009. I spent 12 months there. But I've been back many, many times since, and I've gone out to tour the facilities. I got—I actually have a friend of mine who is the owner of a facility. So he invited me out and took four hours with me and explained the entire place. Um, it was a pretty wild experience when you start to learn about all the, sec- the security and all the technology and the laws that surround it and the insurance and how all these types of things fit together. And now that it's integrated with crypto, I mean, I think it's an excellent option for anybody who does need to diversify things. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really interesting about, you know, everything you experienced in in Singapore. And uh, New Zealand is another favorable location that I like as well. I lived in New Zealand, too, but I really don't like what's happening with the government there. I think the infringements of rights is just absolutely brutal. And I would not be encouraging anybody to visit or support New Zealand right now. It was a very, very special place in my heart. Australia too. I lived in Australia for three years. I mean, I used to even do presentations and speak on stage about how to do immigration work uh, in those two countries, but it's just abuse of what's happening. So, Wow. Yeah. I lived in Australia in 2008. So I've I, I hear you there. I was on the Gold I Coast. I think we were there at the same time because I was there 2006 to 2009 in Australia and New Zealand. I was there in about 2005. Nice. Brave Wallet is the first secure crypto wallet built natively in a Web3 crypto browser. What's Web3? Web3 is freedom from big tech and Wall Street. More control and better privacy. But there's a weak point in Web3, your crypto wallet. Most wallets are browser extensions a Web 2 technology. That means the same old risks, app spoofing, phishing scams, and theft. Brave Wallet is different. Brave Wallet is the first secure wallet built natively in a Web 3 crypto browser. No extension required. With Brave Wallet, you can buy, store, send, and swap assets, manage NFTs, even connect other wallets and dApps, all from the security of the best privacy browser on the market. Whether you're new to crypto or a seasoned pro, it's time to ditch those risky extensions. It's time to switch to Brave Wallet. Download Brave at brave.com forward slash new to crypto and click on the wallet icon to get started. Excellent, Mikkel. So you used to help people immigrate, you'd mentioned, into Australia. 
what countries are you are you helping people with immigration now here in 2021? So, yeah, of course. I mean, I certainly stopped in Australia and New Zealand, but Panama, where I live, is certainly a very popular destination. It's super popular with Americans and Canadians. It's actually really easy for people to kind of go north-south. East-west seems to be a little bit more jarring, especially if people work remote or they're digital nomads, they have their clients. So we kind of like the north-south. So that means Latin America. Panama is a fantastic jurisdiction. We used to have a program called the Friendly Nations Visa, which I helped just tons and tons and tons of people to go through. The, the core program, the really good one, stopped on August 6th of this year. But uh, they do have another option. It's a $200,000 real estate investment. So we're helping people with that. Uh, we recently just got back from six months in Brazil. So we did birth tourism in Brazil. And my son was born there. My second child was born in Brazil. And since I am the legal guardian of a Brazilian citizen, my son automatically becomes a Brazilian citizen. Uh, since I'm the legal guardian, we got to apply for what's called the family reunification visa, which allows us to get our permanent residency there, which means we can live and work and play in Brazil. So we're, we're in the process of doing that. And I've helped clients relocate down to Brazil. And there's other ways you don't have to do birth tourism. We can go through a student visa. We can go through an investor visa. There's real estate options. There's a whole bunch of things like that. So Brazil is a very nice option. Uh, we just got back from three weeks in Colombia. I sat down with the lawyers. We went through all the immigration there. So I will be offering that to my clients. They have two different main types of investor visas. One at a pretty low price point, I think it's about $80,000, and the other one's about double that. So pretty affordable, I mean, especially for people who are who got into Bitcoin in an early time, you know, if you can cash out a little bit of that and put it into, you know, real estate or something, then you can secure a residency for you. We've helped with Mexico, with Costa Rica, with Nicaragua, uh, Ecuador, many, many countries in Latin America. And then for Europe, I do mostly just Portugal. Um, Spain has a, a residency by investment program, but I would describe Spain as a very beautiful country with lovely people and amazing food, but an absolute tax hellhole. So I really don't try to work with Spain at all. Same type of thing with some of the other countries like Italy and Greece, where you can get residency there. Beautiful country, amazing people, lovely food. No thank you for the tax situation. So those are the main places that I work with or I, I have partners in. Um, I've traveled to all of them many, many times myself. Usually I've been through the programs myself, so I can speak quite intelligently about it. I'm not just you know, going online and reading a blog article or copying someone else's work. You know, I'm actually out there every day trying these types of things. But I think it's important, you know, I think it's really, really important with what's happening in the world because you can kind of think of a residency as political insurance. I mean, yeah, we have insurance for our car. We have fire insurance. We have insurance for our home, maybe life insurance, medical insurance. But what are you doing to protect yourself from these crazy governments that are just out of control at the moment? The residency, a second passport, a second citizenship, that's your political insurance. So having a little bit, taking a little bit money off the table and putting it into this is just responsible. I mean, I don't know what else we would have to see in the world that would make a, a stronger case for this. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've just been shaking my head the whole time while you've been speaking. <laughs> By the way, that's awesome about your child being born in Brazil. I have a Thank lot you of very much. from Brazil that have traveled to Brazil. Uh, as well as all over Latin America. 
So it seems like you're helping a lot of people with immigration and things like that in Latin America. I actually have quite a few European, American, Canadian friends uh, that have moved and are living in Latin America and also are looking, you know, maybe they're digital nomads. They don't have residency yet. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're looking for, you know, that next place to sort of plant their life for maybe the next three to five years or maybe longer. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you a quick story. So at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of the countries here in Latin America closed down. And I had buddies of mine who had lived here for years and years and years, and they just did visa runs all the time. They were, you know, American businessmen, and they would be going back and forth to Florida over and over again. And they just never felt the need to get their residency. They had a house here, you know, they had their electric bill, they could live their life normally, but they were never here for more than say 90 days or 180 days at a time. So it didn't really matter, or so they thought, to get their residency. Then COVID hits, governments locked down the airports, they let in residents and citizens, and all tourists are turned away. So imagine, you go on a business trip for two weeks, and you go to, you want to go home, and now you can't get home. And it's like months and months and months and months. Like if you had plants or a dog or, or you know, your, your pipes, something happens to your pipes or you left your air conditioning on or something like that, you like literally can't get back into the country to sort this out. But for me, for my family, we had residency here. So it was no problem. I could travel. I could come into the country. I had other people who could enter into the country or or move freely during these times. And it wasn't just Panama, it was many countries in Latin America. So I love digital nomads. They're, they're my, my brothers, my cousins, you know, but for me, expat life, doing it with the residency, having the legal right to live and work there, it just makes a lot more sense. There's a lot of practical reasons to do this. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, and all of the friends around the world that are on the fence about getting residency in another country, I highly recommend it. I have permanent residency myself and in Latin America and it's opened so many more doors. Like if you want to buy real estate, you want to open a bank account. If you need a utility <laughs> bill in your name, I mean, yeah. there's the, it's for not tax it's reasons. If you want to qualify the, for the bona fide residency test under the foreign earned income exclusion, if you're an American, mm-hmm. then you're going to need to have a proper residency somewhere else. You're going to have to show strong ties. I mean, you got to get those things sorted early. You don't want to be trying to do them last minute. And that's literally a very simple way to save thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars as as an expat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and I want to pay also, as little taxes as possible in a legal way. And this is a good strategy for doing that. Absolutely. And the fact that you don't have to leave a country that you may be in in any, in any amount of time, like you mentioned, you know. Exactly. Because I myself, I did it the way that you had mentioned in the beginning for 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 years, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after maybe four years, I ended up with you know I actually moved forward for the residency, and I've been happy ever since. Yep, I mean, put a little bit of effort in now and save yourself a ton of headache later on. Absolutely, it's always worth it. And and for the crypto people listening, it's uh, you'd mentioned earlier about taking a little bit of profits off the top and maybe you know directing them in this area of your life to plan for the future. Definitely. I mean, there's even programs out there for not residency, but for citizenship. So, I mean, you are an actual citizen. Like you can say, I am from this country. You get the legal travel document, otherwise known as a passport. You can enter other countries with it. You have all the diplomatic rights as if you were born there. You can actually get some of these by paying for it in Bitcoin. Like 
And I'm not talking about El Salvador's weird new little bond program, which we don't know is going to work or not work, or I have no idea what's going to happen with that. I mean, flushed out programs that have been going for years and are now accepting Bitcoin. That's amazing. Like that is just so wild to think about. Yeah, that that's awesome. One of the one of the programs I've been looking at for years is St. Kitts and Nevis. That one have, has really caught my attention for the simply because the passport is, you know, welcomed all over the world, no issues, Absolutely. things like that. I help people with that on not on a daily basis, but certainly on a several time a month basis with the Caribbean countries with citizenship by investment. It's one of the first things that we're looking at. I do probably five or six main tracks with all of my private clients. So first of all, we're looking at residencies, second of all, at a second citizenship, and we're looking at the tax implications, the tax implications of the country that you're leaving, of the country that you're going to, of the country that you have your residency in, of the country that you have your citizenship in. We're looking at all the tax laws of all of those countries. Then we're looking at any type of structures, so an LLC, an IBC, a trust, a foundation, how this is held, how your assets are structured. Then we might be looking at foreign real estate. Is it held in your own name? Is it in one of these structures? Can we use it to secure a residency? And then the precious metals and cryptocurrency. Those are the main tracks that I'm helping people with. And every single person is completely different. I mean, it's it's impossible for me to give, you know, individual advice in uh, in a podcast episode. But when people work with me, we dig deep on all of these types of things. So it's the difference between going, you know, and getting a custom made tailor suit, you know, by the best tailor in the world, or going to Walmart and buying your clothes, you know. Oh, that's awesome, man! That is that is so valuable. I'm just a heads up to all our listeners. There's going to be an episode podcast page with the links and the ways to reach out to Mikel. So just click the link in the episode today from whatever player you're listening to. It'll take you to the page and then you can feel free to reach out to Mikel. He's a wealth of, of valuable resources and, and firsthand knowledge for so many years. I've been following him for, for many years as I've lived and traveled in other countries. And it's just a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. Flattery will get you everywhere, Michael. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else you want to add regarding cryptocurrencies? And, you know, uh, you, you touched on about half of your clients are crypto investors and living in other countries, traveling, uh, designing their life. You know, one of my big things is life lifestyle design. Oh, absolutely. And uh, that's essentially, you know, what, what we're talking about. Yep. I mean... It's a natural fit. Like, I'm a pretty hardcore libertarian. I'm very outspoken. And by the way, I mean libertarian with a small L. I literally know nothing about the LP. But I mean, I am very freedom-minded and have been actively seeking freedom and helping my listeners find freedom for years and years and years and years. I mean, I host a podcast called The Expat Money Show. I wrote a book called Expat Secrets, How to Pay Zero Taxes, Live Overseas, and Make Giant Piles of Money. We have a private group at Expat Money Forum. I mean, I'm doing tons of things to help people. And it is a very natural fit that people who are into crypto are into my work. I mean, I've been in crypto. I was started buying crypto not as early as some, but at 900 bucks. So I was still in the three-figure range. And I think very soon we'll be in the six-figure range. So I have done well myself in crypto and and certainly write about it and speak about it and have been on stage about it. So yeah, happy to help anyone. If you guys have got questions, reach out to me, follow Michael's link and yeah, I'll do my best to assist. 
Awesome, Mikael. Awesome. Head over to the blog post page for today's episode and reach out to Mikael. And uh, Mikael, we just we thank you for being on the show today. And we welcome you back anytime. And uh, I actually am going to reach out to you as well myself. I've got quite a few questions and, and some things in that area that I need help with. So I'm here to help. Thanks so much for having me on today. Awesome. Until the next one, make it a great day. Thanks for tuning in to New to Crypto Podcast. If you like the episode, be sure to follow and subscribe. You can listen to every episode on all major platforms. Have an interest in being on the show or want advertising? Reach out at newtocrypto.io. Head over to our site, newtocrypto.io, to access the resources mentioned in each episode. Until next time, remember to navigate the crypto landscape with pinpoint accuracy.